Welcome to Diverse, a Society of Women Engineers podcast. SWE gives women engineers a unique place and voice within the engineering community. On Diverse, we highlight incredible women in STEM and discover who they are at home, at work, and everywhere in between. You can find all of our episodes online at podcast.swe.org or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. Hello, I'm your host, Karen Hording, Executive Director and CEO, and welcome to Diverse, a sweet podcast. I'm here in the Diverse Podcast booth live at We23 in Los Angeles with Eleanor Lyons and Alden Sherrill, two sweet nexters. They are both high school students who are passionate and active in their local STEM communities and recently completed Apple's engineering technology camp. I'm also fortunate in that I had the opportunity to meet both of them over this past year at different events. So I'm really excited to hear from them today so they can share their stories and also provide some ideas to help support the next generation of women in engineering. So welcome Alden and Eleanor. Thank you so much for having us. It's an absolute honor to be here. I'm so excited to be here. This is amazing. Love to hear that. So at Diverse, we always go back to the beginning and we like to hear people's origin story of how they got engaged in STEM. So basically where it all began. What are your earliest memories of being interested in science and engineering? And Alden, we'll start with you on this one. Yeah, thank you so much. So it's no radioactive spider, but my earliest memory of actually imagining myself in a future in engineering was when I was in the fourth grade and I read a book called Cinder. And in this book, the main character, she's this sci-fi girl and she has a cybernetic foot. And she was also a mechanical engineer who worked on robots. And before this, I was an avid reader, very curious little kid, you know, always asking questions. But for some reason, that book really sparked an interest in engineering. And me, I decided that I too wanted to be a mechanical engineer. So I joined my school's first Lego League team, had a blast. It was all playing with Legos and little gears and motors and things and writing on whiteboards. I was well known for that. I really liked writing on the whiteboards. <laughs> so I had a really, really fun time. I stayed there for about two years. Unfortunately, I did face some of the difficulties that a lot of women engineers can relate to. Uh, I ended up not actually touching the robot really at all one season, mostly just being able to do project-based and like presentation-based work, which wasn't what I was there for. I was there to do mechanical and programming. So I left the team, but later on I joined Plus Ultra. And at the time, Plus Ultra was an FLL team as well. And that's where I met Eleanor, by the way, who is awesome and amazing and one of my closest friends now, so it's worked out pretty well. So I joined Plus Ultra right after. That was originally an FLL team. We had such a good time on that FLL team that later that same season, we became an FRC team. And FRC, for those who don't know, stands for First Robotics Competition. It's the high school branch of First Robotics. So we were actually middle school still at this time, I think. Yeah, I was seventh grade when we became a high school robotics team and Eleanor was sixth. We had a blast. It was fantastic. It was nine middle school girls and one high school senior boy, Carlos. Poor Carlos. I don't know what he went through. I, good I for really him. Bad. Yeah, good for him. He was awesome, actually. He was, he was basically a mentor by that point. And we had fantastic coaches and mentors who were really patient with us, willing to show us these things, and who really believed that we could learn advanced mechanical principles like pneumatics and electrical and 
programming and all these different things. So it was an absolute blast. I've been on that team ever since. Uh, I started in the seventh. I'm a 12th grader now, which means I've been on the team for five years. In that time, I've gotten to do so many cool things, including this. Being here at SWE has been just so fantastic and wonderful, and I couldn't be more grateful. So, Well, a couple of things in that story that I love is you talked about the community and the importance of being around others who get your passion for STEM, you know, talking about Eleanor and others on your team, and then the importance of men allies with having Carlos, yeah. who, who was you know, leading you on the team. And so thank you for reinforcing some of oh, those of course. things. And another notable name is going to be Patrick Herring. He was one of our original coaches. We don't get to see him as much anymore, but when we first started, he was one of the ones who was teaching us about pneumatics, about how to use the bandsaw and the drill press and everything in between. He was also incredibly patient and kind see, of us. See, as women, so. we can use tools. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And Eleanor, how about you? What's, what's the origin for your STEM passion? So I have always been really interested in building things and taking things apart. My parents usually want me to do the former, but I sometimes got away with the latter. I started with especially snap circuits, where there were these kind of like button type connectors, and they could make a fan move or a light turn on. And I thought that was wicked. And I, that really sparked my interest in specifically electrical engineering. And so from there, in fifth grade, I was brought into the GATE program which is gifted and talented education because I took this weird test with some shapes in it. For some reason, they asked me to find patterns. I didn't really know what it was for, but then I got to be in this program that we started with building those bridges out of the marshmallows and the pasta that I think everyone goes through at least once. And we got to learn about structural integrity. We got to learn about structural flaws, what works and what doesn't, and ideation. And that really struck a chord because this was the problem so many that I wanted to focus on. And they didn't have that in middle school. So instead I joined the robotics team and I got to be on a team with some Boy Scouts and several new friends, such as Alden. Thank you. And it was amazing because I got to work on all these projects and I worked on specifically the innovation project, which was like, the theme was around space. And it was, what can you do to help that? And we took a page from Disney's book and the Epcot Center has an aeroponic system of growing plants. And we made an aeroponic system to grow plants for Mars. And we placed pretty well in that, and, but we were kind of bummed once the season ended because we were like, we have to head, wait a whole nother year. And that's when we got invited on to the FRC team first robotics competition called Plus Ultra. Pulse Ultra comes from the movie Tomorrowland, where like, we have the licensing by Disney for it. And it basically is a secret society that's focused on bettering the future of tomorrow. And I love that concept because we want to help the future and we want to be that for, for it. And so going off of that, we kept working in it and we kept doing it. Our first season went well. I think my favorite part was when there were all these senior boys on the other teams and they were working and they were getting beat and they looked over and there was this fifth grade girl driving the robot and just kicking butt. It was awesome. Shout out to Hannah. She's awesome. We love Hannah. But yeah, we did robotics and then quarantine hit after our first season, which was hard because we couldn't really be in person. But at that point, we were getting to be like the older kids. And so we got to go and help mentor the younger students in like kindergarten and teach them about these big Duplo 
like Legos, they're kind of big, but they're fun to play with. And we got to talk about like, why does this stay up how it is? How does this community work together? What can you add to this community? And seeing the impact that I now had on these kids, just, I felt like I was giving back what I got from all those teachers and adults in my life. And that was amazing. <laughs> that, that story just gave me goosebumps, Eleanor, for two reasons. One, when you were talking about making tomorrow better. You know, we have so, the National Academy of Engineering talks about the grand challenges, and we have so many grand challenges around things like food security and clean water and cybersecurity. And hearing you talk about making tomorrow better, just, I love hearing that because we need all the brilliant minds we can get. And then when you talked about giving back and bringing even younger students into some of these activities, because we know, especially for girls, it's role models and mentors. And so the fact that even in high school, you're already doing that is just fantastic. So how do you create a STEM journey from there? I would love to hear about the things that you're part of in addition to robotics that are helping you kind of on this journey. And Eleanor, do you want to kick us off? So I am still in FRC. I still work with all of these students and we're teaching FLL kids now, which is a really gratifying experience. Things outside of robotics or outside of the specifically robot part of robotics is my team goes to things like Hearst Castle, the Julia Morgan trip. And that was actually helped by SWE. And that was the first events we had done with it. And so we got to go around the castle. We got to learn about the architectural parts of it that Miss Morgan made and learn about each part that she had delved into. And again, like you said, Miss Horting, um, these role models were just amazing because there's several students on our team that are interested in architecture and interested in the structures. And they were over the moon. It was, it was amazing. But yeah, in robotics, we, I'm called Alden and I, uh, this year I had gotten Dean's List finalist and I was able to go to Worlds for it, which was super cool. I got to see all the big fair stuff of like the booths. I got to see all of the students that worked so hard to get there. And I also got to meet Miss Horting there, which was amazing. I was a little nervous. <laughs> Going off of that, we got to do several other things involving the Inspire Gala, where we got to talk about our team, talk about what we do um, with Mr. Tim Cook from Apple, which also terrifying, but super cool to learn about. And also terrifying for me yeah. to, to be able to be in the same room with Tim Cook, but yeah. very cool as well. So after that, we did our off season, had a great time. And then we heard about ETC. And ETC is a five week program with classes on various topics and a capstone project at the end. Our theme for our capstone project was sustainability, which was super interesting. We had a bunch of classes. They were about like three different classes each subject. And it was about the various topics such as industrial engineering, systems engineering, <laughs> electrical engineering, materials engineering, chemical engineering, which were amazing. I got to learn specifically more in depth on electronics and specific concepts like pork because I had kind of a basis, but like delving in more with several of the mentors was very, very nice of them. But I also got to explore new ones like programming because there is this program called Swift and I got to start learning about Swift UI and I actually learned how to code the app for our project on there and it was stressful, but really, really awesome. And I also got to look into chemical engineering and materials engineering because we were doing a project 
called Recan, and it was this recycling can that would shred the cans for you in the trash can because we learned that the recycling centers would pay premium for it. And so we got to learn about what type of materials gets put into it and what type of shredders needed to be used for it. And that was, it was cool to see different options and see how different materials reacted to having different things put in them and then how that would change the properties. And I think that also sparked an interest in specifically materials engineering and chemical. We also got to work with super cool mentors, such as Mr. Robert Lee, who was the person that really, really worked with our students on computer engineering and kind of how you can connect the computer on the actual thing to your iPhone and make them talk to each other. Um, I also learned a lot of people skills, like how to work with people who I did not know because I was in a group with three strangers, one person I knew, and I was very nervous because they all sort of had an idea of who each other were because they all lived in the same area, but we were commuting from a little farther away. So I was like, oh no, what's gonna happen? Uh, but kind of putting myself out there and saying things when I wanted to say them and making sure that I was heard really helped. And especially with the majority of women on my team, we had three women, two men, and us girls kind of stuck together and we were kind of like, hey, let's expand on that idea when the dudes were like, maybe shut it down or maybe weren't as like willing to like listen to it. And having that kind of like- Camaraderie. Yeah, camaraderie really, really helped. Yeah, and, and so how about you, Alden? What are, what are some things you're doing to kind of keep on this STEM journey? Yeah, so I'll be completely honest. Uh, a lot of my opportunities have come through robotics, specifically FRC. Apple, in particular, has been a huge provider of opportunities. I have been to countless Apple showcases, opportunities to talk to Apple engineers, Apple teardowns of products, and most notably, ETC. Also, the Apple first gala, which was a blast to go to. And by the way, Tim Cook, super kind individual. I absolutely loved the way he sat down with each and every team and asked them about their robot. I know Eleanor uh, made him laugh, which was a <laughs> major pride point for all of us. That's, but, uh, that goes on your resume, yeah, by the way. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of my opportunities have, have been through that and outreach of larger organizations like Apple. I do have a couple interests outside of robotics specifically. I'm very interested in film and technical theater. Uh, that's a big passion of mine. So I suppose that that could technically count as a way of expanding upon Steam. But I want to talk a little bit about ETC. So Eleanor mentioned a lot of the facilities and resources that we had access to. Uh, the thing that struck me the most, I think, and the thing that I think is going to stay with me for a really long time is the people, both my peers and the instructors. First of all, peers. The people there, so insanely smart, so insanely smart. I mean, I witnessed kids learn an entirely new programming language in five weeks and then use Xcode to do it, which, by the way, if you're not a professional developer and you're trying to use Xcode for the first time, it's like a nightmare, <laughs> honestly. But I mean, Eleanor did it. Um, kid on my team did. I mean, there were so many people who were just willing to jump in and do whatever needed to be done to get our projects completed. I witnessed people just make apps that had fantastic UI in such a short amount of time. I mean, just really, really smart individuals. I was so, so proud to call them my teammates and to be there with them at ETC because it was honestly a major self-confidence boost. I'm not going to lie to know that there were these awesome people and I was part of that group with them. Yeah, and, um, and don't ever apologize for FIRST because I'm on the board of FIRST Robotics. So I, I love hearing that that's been a big part of your journey and that oh, it's been a positive experience. Yeah, for sure. I mean, being a part of FIRST has opened 
countless doors for me in terms of scholarships, opportunities, internships, anything that I can possibly think of. Also, the people there are fantastic. I'm sure you know. I mean, the motivation, the sheer investment in the future of engineering in the form of our children, it's it's incredible. Yeah. And the um, whole idea of teamwork and being oh, supportive. Yeah, cooperation. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, I, I've learned a lot from being on first teams, you know. Yeah. Uh, and also heading back over to ETC, the employees there. Uh, there were a couple different employees that showed up every single day and were so fantastic to get to work with. Eleanor mentioned a few, but there was also um, a couple others. Joe, Zoe, Justin. J Justin and Zoe were two of my group's like specific engineers that were helping us out. They were fantastic, so involved, loved them. Iconic people. Uh, but yeah, so those Apple engineers, I mean, they were really kind. But honestly, what struck me the most was the fact that they were literally just grown-up versions of us. You know, they they had the same interests and passions, and they talked to us like we were adults and like we knew what we were talking about. It was a really confidence... It, it had a lot of confidence boosting behind it, you know, knowing that we had a genuine future there, that these industry professionals are a lot like us, that we could see ourselves next to them, working with them. Yeah, it was really valuable. Yeah, well, that's, I think, a perfect lead into my next question. So it sounds like you had great interactions, really good role modeling. They, they took you all seriously. What would you say to students who love innovation, love problem solving, but they don't see themselves in a STEM career? Yeah, um, personally, I would say respectfully to abandon that line of thinking. To me, engineering is not about intelligence or being smart or creative because I feel like those particular traits, creativity and intelligence, they feel a little bit unreachable, honestly. They feel like something that you either have or don't have. But the truth is, is that strong engineers come from people who are brave and curious. Uh, Kate Maxwell mentioned bravery in her introductory speech, which was a fantastic point and really important. Um, but also curiosity. I personally, I think that curiosity is an inherent human trait. I don't think there is a single person on this earth who isn't curious and can't be curious about something somewhere. So I think that if you are curious about engineering, if you're passionate, if it gets you excited and wanting to know more, then you're guaranteed to succeed. Because if you can be brave and if you can ask questions, always ask your questions, you know, that would that would actually be one piece of advice I would give is there's no such thing as a stupid question, always ask. If you continue to ask questions and continue to pursue different lines of thinking, you'll eventually hit a point where you don't have an answer. And that's where exciting things start to happen because that's when you can start to try and find answers for yourself. And that's the science and engineering and, and STEAM in general. So yeah. that's personally my perspective. Yeah. But Throw that out the window. Yeah. You belong. Yes, exactly. I mean, and I will say I do understand the fear perspective. It's, it's I'm no stranger to that fear. You know, all the time I ask myself, am I enough? Am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Am I doing the right things? I mean, I look at my peers and even though they're so amazing and inspiring, it can be intimidating too, because I wonder, you know, maybe I'm making the wrong decisions as far as what I do with my time. Maybe I'm not motivated enough or productive enough or whatever. I have struggles too. I know everyone in this room does. So I would say don't run away from that fear because it's not the end all be all. You know, you don't have to be the smartest. You don't have to be the most productive. You don't have to be the person in the room with the most on your resume. You just have to be a person willing to stand up, ask questions, and try to find a way to make the world a better place. I love that. Eleanor, how about you? So, like Alden said, Miss um, Maxwell had mentioned bravery. She mentioned that bravery is needed. And I agree with that wholeheartedly because bravery is not 
the absence of fear, but it is working in spite of it and it is working towards your goals, even though it scares you that much. I know for me personally, I have struggled in the past a lot with social interaction. Like I always get scared that I'm not asking the right questions. I'm not saying the right things. I'm not doing enough. And I think one thing is if you don't put yourself out there, you're not gonna get those opportunities. And it's terrifying and it's awful and it's really annoying. But <laughs> when you put yourself out there, you have the chance for a yes. You have the chance for someone saying, yes, I would love to work with you. I would love to give you this internship. I would love to be a part of your journey. And if you don't go out there and try to get it, you're just going to get enough. Well, I love that you both reinforce the be brave, not fearless. Um, I'll let you in on a little secret. At the end of Kate's talk, I said to her, I felt like you were talking to me. And so even though I've been at this a long, long time, I still have those feelings of am I enough? What am I not doing? Do I belong here? So it's it's important that we be part of a community like this. And so I would encourage students out there, find a community where you can be part of something that will help you move your passions forward. Yeah, it's it's definitely no joke to underestimate the power of resources like FIRST. Like uh, I, I know there are some other robotics programs out there. Um, Girl Scouts was an avenue for a lot of our students. Mm -hmm. Yeah, being a part of an organization like Sweet you said. Next. Yeah, Sweet Next. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the most important one. Little yeah, for Sweet Next. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically, like events like this, seeing yeah. these adult figures in our lives, seeing these people who are doing the things that we want to do, it's like, I'm going to be there next time. I'm going to be up there. I want to be a yeah. part of that world. Yeah. And seeing I can. Yeah. I mean, you see women here from all backgrounds, all race, ethnicity, shape, sizes. It's mm -hmm. just, it's such an inclusive yeah. community. So yeah, I love that. What are you looking forward to um, in terms of coming into your own as a Steminist? And what are the fields or field that you're thinking about going into? And you still have a lot of time. So let me just stress that these decisions do not have to be made right now. But what, what are you excited about? What are you thinking? So as a junior, I like to think that I have a little bit more time because, you know, I'm not thinking about college apps just yet. But I think I'm excited to have a more in-depth understanding of specific topics because I really love learning about electrical engineering and I really love learning about materials and chemicals specifically. Those three are kind of the big ones in the sky that I'm looking at. I think one main overall picture that I want to present is I want to be like, I want to be a person that people can look up to and be like, a role model in a sense. Sounds like you're already doing well at that goal. I'm hoping, but I've seen a lot of colleges around here and I think it's really cool. One question that I've kept asking was, what is the one thing that makes you guys the place people want to go? What is the one thing that drives people? And I feel like the colleges have said that they haven't really gotten the question as much. And I think it's interesting to hear what they have to say. Um, but I learned a lot about electrical from ETC and I also started looking at chemical engineering specifically from Miss Vanessa Igavoen and materials from Mr. Joe Lessard, which was really wicked because those properties and the way you manipulate the type of like way it's made to be able to use those specific properties, it's so amazing, so cool, so interesting. And well, I know there are quite a few employers here at the career fair today that have a place for you with those skills and passions. Alden, how about you? 
Yeah, so I don't know if I mentioned it already, but I'm currently a high school senior, which is nerve-wracking and horrible, and I don't recommend it. But yeah, so I'm, I'm looking at college apps right now. The early decision deadline is November 1st. I'm not meaning that by any means, <laughs> but I am looking into applying for colleges. Like I said, nerve-wracking experience. So I would say, though, that I am very excited. That's definitely something that I'm looking forward to in my future is going into higher education and learning more. Specifically, getting the chance to be at companies and doing real-world research is something that I'm really excited about. I'm very much looking for colleges that are going to allow me to have boots on the ground while I'm these. So I'm I'm very, very excited about that. You know, I've, I've been in... Steam for a while now on the robotic side of things, but I, I like Eleanor. I'm also passionate about materials and chemical engineering, so I'm hoping to get some real-world in-field experience with that. Uh, but honestly, most importantly, the thing that I look forward to in my future as a STEMinist, like Eleanor, is mentorship. There have been so many amazing people across the years that have shown us what we're capable of, and I'd really like to be one of them. I think of the FLL team that our FRC Team Plus Ultra is mentoring. And I think of the little girls there. I do notice some of myself in them, you know, when I was in FLL. A little bit hesitant to pick up pieces and start building, even if they are passionate about STEM. You know, not necessarily giving into their impulses and urges to create and innovate the same way the little boys might. I'd like to be one of the people who can help encourage them to be a little more wild, break the rules, you know, build and create and do whatever sparks their interests. Uh, Because I think that's really important. And um, I know that if I were younger again, I would want someone to do the same for me. So that's definitely something I'm looking forward to. I I love that. Giving back. We've Mm got to pull that next generation (laughs) forward. So I'm going to close with a final question. Most of our listeners are adult women working in engineering and technology. And we have their full attention right now. So what would you like our audience to know about your generation and how they can better support you as you develop into STEM leaders? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing that I would think of is is actually uh, two of my team's mentors right now, Noelani Kawashima and Jenna Jackson. They are two of our mentors. They are fantastic, amazing women who are really inspiring I I love them because they constantly do what needs to be done. They're inspirations for all of our team members, male or female. And they're just really inspiring in general. Noelani actually joined our team uh, to help with photography originally. Uh, However, she is a retail engineer for Apple, so she has a technical background as well. And even though she started just giving us a few lessons in how to use our cameras better, she's now a full-on mentor. She donates to our team to help us keep going. And she teaches us dances, which is fun. (laughs) So she's a Latin dancer. She's really good at it. Um, The whole experience is just amazing. And the reason I bring that up is because I think the biggest thing that any older individual in a community can do is reach out to the younger individuals and try to keep that cycle of mentorship going. It's so, so important to have people like Noelani and Jenna and like you, you know, who are willing to go out there and grab the younger members and get them into it. It's really inspiring. You know, there are a lot of people across both in this conference and just sort of in my general life who have told me about how to get yourself a mentor, you know, grab a cup of coffee, sit down with them, ask them for advice, stuff like that. But honestly, I would encourage other older engineers, like if you're at a point where you feel that you can spend a few hours a week talking to someone younger and helping them get through whatever it is that they need to get through, 
please reach out. Go to your local high school. Go to your local middle school or elementary school even. Volunteer your time. Figure out what you can do. If you can't be there in person, you know, donate books or resources or anything you can. Uh, and then also, it really helps to just keep climbing the ladder, you know, seeing people like yourself, like our wonderful opening speaker, who all are incredible, powerful women making progress in this world. It's it's really inspiring. And it helps a lot when you're a younger individual being able to look up and see that as a potential future for yourself. Yeah, so Be visible. Yeah, exactly. That's a very great way of phrasing it. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. And Eleanor, how about you? So we have these amazing mentors who work with us and love to work with us. I think First of all, thank you for all that support. Thank you for being there for these students, being there for these people who might not see themselves as feminists yet, but can get there with time. I think one thing that is really important to do, which may not be as fun, is let students fail. Because I, I don't get it right every time. I don't do it well the first time. Sometimes I mess it up completely. But I think the point is, is I am learning from those experiences and I am gaining that knowledge and gaining that understanding that I did not have in the first place. And I think that's so valuable and as valuable, maybe more than your successes, because instead of having that experience where they're like, oh, no, don't do that. That's not right. You have those questions of why you have those questions. But when you go and you try it out and it fails horribly, miserably, like not very good at all you still understand why it failed and you know what you can do next time and you can go and you can keep ideating on that and change it in the future. And I think another way is, again, visibility and doing events like this, doing events where you have all of these women engineers, huge amount of engineers who are in the place that you want to be, who are saying, hi, we're here. You can do this too. And it warms my heart. So, okay, all our Sweeple listeners, I'm talking to you. You've heard it from Eleanor and Alden directly. Be out there. Be visible. Mentor. Help in your communities. Reach out to anyone that you can because it really does make a difference. And if we want to be 40,000 or 50,000 attendees in a few years, we need this generation to be part of what we're doing. So get out there and mentor and be visible. So Eleanor Alden, I want to thank you so much for being on Diverse today here at We23. I feel that I've met a couple of uh, future keynote speakers here at SWE. I don't know what, what we will be on when that happens, but I have no doubt that you both have really, really bright futures ahead of you. And I hope you have enjoyed it. And I hope you have encouraged and energized your peers that uh, no matter where you come from, no matter what your background is, there's a place for you in STEM and we need you. So thank you for being here today. And I'm so excited that you got to experience a sweet conference in person. Thank you so much. It's been an honor to be here. This has been a fantastic experience. All the engineers here are so lovely and kind and smart. <laughs> it's, it's crazy amazing. So thank you. Thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to show that there's a belonging for us in the future. Well, and from all of us at Sweet, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Diverse. Please don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with your social network. You can visit podcast.swe.org to keep up with our episodes and learn more about how the Society of Women Engineers empowers women to achieve their full potential as engineers and leaders. <laughs>